Hello, fantasy managers. It's Alfie here, and it's with great pleasure that I welcome you back to a full show of the Draft Fantasy Podcast. Part one is a thorough Game Week 36 debrief. Part two, I'm with the secret journalist as we delicately pick at some of the key fixtures with Game Week 37, like Liverpool, City, and West Ham. Hmm. Part three, you look ahead to the uh, remaining fixtures for Game Week 37 and where those fantasy points are going to come from. We also have key stats, contributions from you guys, and also some exclusive DJing. Well, sort of. Anyway, let's roll the music. The Draft Fantasy Podcast. And it's live. Hello, fantasy managers. Welcome to uh, a full episode of the Draft Fantasy Podcast. Uh, joining me in the studio today, back due to popular demand, is the man people are starting to call the Robert Baratheon of the football world. It's the ever-so-bearded Nathan Taylor. Hello, Nathan. Hey, the big jolly guy who gets kicked. Well, spoilers. Oh, <laughs> for Christ's sake. Well, it's too late for some people anyway. Anyway, we're not going to talk about Game of Thrones. We are going to talk about fantasy football, of course. Uh, we might as well have a Game Week 36 roundup, Nathan. Yeah, let's do it. Liverpool kicked off Friday night football by beating the HUD within 30 seconds. But Man City were not to be deterred, scoring a goal against a dogged Burnley side who were all me, me, me and Tarkovsky. The Hammers dealt a uh, hammer blow, defeating Spurs at their new ground. Fulham ring their barbell, all but ending Cardiff survival hopes. Southampton and Bournemouth score goals, lots of them. Man United and Chelsea, nah. Wolves exact revenge upon the Hornets. Brighton stumbled to a much-needed draw. And Jamie Vardy does a Jamie Vardy against an Arsenal side doing a Spurs. Seven clean sheets this week. Seven clean sheets. Liverpool, West Ham, Palace, Everton, Fulham, Leicester, Man City. Assist Kings, Robertson with two. Assisting defenders, Pereira, TAA, Robertson, Cyrus Christie, Valerie and Rudiger. Goal Kings with two each. Jamie Vardy, Salah, Mane and Wilson. Goal scoring defenders this week, Target and Alonso. Uh, red cards, Ainsley, Maitland, Niles. Bit harsh, that one. This week's top players, Salah, Mane, Wilson. Wilson! And the top players overall, Salah, Sterling and Mane. Uh, do you want some stats, Nath? Yeah, absolutely. So here we go. Since Brendan Rodgers has become Leicester manager, Jamie Vardy has scored more Premier League goals than any other player. Mm. Uh, Callum Wilson has scored and assisted in six different Premier League games this season. That is more than any other player. And finally, Crystal Palace have won 26 points on the road this season compared to only 16 at home. That's a 10 points difference. And the biggest difference in the Premier League. That was, was that one of your stats for later on? Absolutely. <laughs> 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 Never mind. Right, notable players. Uh, uh, this is just my ones. Uh, Mikel Antonio. Uh, he's played 90 minutes. Two, two 90 minutes in a row. Unbelievable. Mm. And he's been scored back-to-back goals. Uh, Ryan Babel. Four goals and one assist in his last six games. That is not bad. Yeah. For a relegation team person team thing. Uh, Jordan Henderson. Three assists and one goal in his last four games. Why, eh? Yeah, why are you, man? You got any noble players? Um, <clears throat> you mentioned Callum Wilson, obviously, in there, and the stat with him, yeah. with his uh, assisting and scoring in um, six games this season. Best player to do that since Alan Shearer. Shearer! 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, true legend. And you know, Callum Wilson is actually was actually a um, free transfer in our league, and I looked at him this to bring in this week. And then for whatever reason, didn't bring him in. Because I was holding on to the vague hope that Harry Kane might rise from the dead. Oh, God, that is (laughs) hashtag managing, mate. Hashtag managing error. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I didn't bother. And that would have maybe made all of the difference for me. (laughs) And other notable players, Ayosi Perez, another goal, five and three games now for him. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? And Fulham defence, Scott Parker, has absolutely turned that around, hasn't he? (laughs) As predicted. Now three clean sheets in a row and three wins on the bounce as well. But surely not a fourth. Surely not a fourth. I think we'll talk about the Wolves game later on. But yeah. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, so the form players overall for the last five game weeks, uh, this is average points not including BPs. Goalkeepers, Edison, yep. Pickford, Guaita. Guaita. Is that, am I saying that right? I've think so that's how i say it in my head (laughs) edison who's obviously uh been wrapped up in some tommy robinson um controversy this week yeah uh photos circulated of him posing with tommy robinson edison's denied that he knew who tommy robinson was but robinson's claimed that edison supported everything that robinson stands for edison's launched a pretty staunch denial of that or maybe just thought he was drake (laughs) (laughs) Defenders, uh, Dean, Zuma and the Liverpool fullbacks, both of them. Uh, Midfielders, Salah, Babel, Hazard. And the best forwards of the last five game weeks, Vardy, Wilson and Chris Wood. You would. You would, wouldn't you? You would. No, I wouldn't. Uh, So that's game week 36 done. Uh, To say bums are getting squeaker is an understatement. Uh, I think by now... They're sodden wet. Aren't they? <laughs> uh, plenty of goals happen. How was your game week then, Nate? Um, I lost narrowly. The not bringing Wilson into the team made the difference for me. Unfortunately, three points behind top now. I've got the team who are top in this coming game week, hmm. but they're miles ahead on player points now. So the goal difference is really. So even if I get a win. I'll be behind on goal difference going into the last game week and they've got average team in the last week. And um, I've with a couple of teams, I think, in our league now haven't given up. The average total is getting lower and lower. Oh, and that's a very good point. The average team does make a difference towards the season. Yeah. So that's it. You think now you're done? I think I'm done. I think I'm creditable second, but um, yeah, I think uh, unfortunately Ben has and his pork cylinders are going to win the league. It's Porks. Is that a euphemism or was that what his team name? That's his team name. Okay, thank God for that. How about you? What's going on with you guys? <laughs> well, my game week was actually good. Uh, I I had no doubt Jamie Vardy was going to bag a couple of goals against Arsenal. I mean, that's just yeah. stone, right? Uh, and I drafted in Nabi Cater. Okay. And he repaid my faith by netting a goal within 30 seconds. Yeah, I think you mentioned on the podcast and the brief that he, he's now a key player again. For key them. player, yeah, he is. Uh, but 30 seconds, I was well happy with that. Yeah. Especially on a Friday night. I, I mean, Huddersfield did hold out for 30 seconds. So. Yeah, 30 whole seconds. I was well happy. The person I was with was well happy because I bought him a beer. <laughs> uh, and that cushioned the blow, of course, of Klopp dropping Joel Matip, which I hope won't happen again soon. Mm. Salah also turned up, as did Guaita, uh, Callum Wilson and Rudiger. He got an assist. Yeah. I think he's done now for the season. Yeah, he's out. Uh, which means I cracked up a score, mate, of 72. <sighs> Ooh! 
boom, uh, resounding win, which of course means nothing if I go and lose next week because in our league, right, our league looks like this. I'm currently sitting top with 76 points. Dow and Moon are joint second on 75. Yeah, right. At the moment, I'm um, just about leading the player points tally as well if it comes to that. But Moon's last two fixtures are against absolute dog shit ghost teams. <laughs> manners? Manners. Well, <laughs> I mean, although I drop points against Manners, stop clock and all that. He gets the points every now and then. Uh, and he's also got Branson. I mean, people who are not playing anymore, which in theory makes him the favourite, but super tight, super, super tight. Tighter than a Natch Chuff. Yeah. <laughs> might say. Uh, in other leagues across the DF platform, got some info from Twitter. Cool. Uh, Matthew Taylor. Not the Matthew Taylor? Not the Matthew Taylor. I was hoping it was the Matt yeah. Taylor, but it's not. And is it any relation to you, Nate? Uh, almost certainly not. Almost certainly. Uh, <laughs> so his team, uh, his top, his team, Colossal Velocity. Their top nice. was 76. And the team in second was 73 points. Just between those two. That second team is Red Loris, Yellow Loris. Oh. <laughs> There's some good names in here, actually. Uh, you've got Ring My Bellerin. Uh, Potato FC, classic. Very good. And Not In Your Mum's Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I've never heard that pun before. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Uh, Kingsley Jones sent in his league table. Okay. Again, that's a two-man race at the top. Shalom Chaka, 71. <laughs> And frog froggery. That's that's uh, that's seventy points. Yeah. Uh, there's another good name. Um, flying without ings. <laughs> yeah. And uh, preaching to Maguire. Mm, yeah. No, heard that one. Alison Pecker. <laughs> <laughs> Just childish, but yeah. Childish but good. So well done, everyone. The team names uh, and well good. Good luck in your perspective league. So plenty of pressure uh, happening across the fantasy world. Nathan, if only there was a song to express the pressures of such pressure. Oh, wait, there is. Yes, so friend of the show and world-class DJ, Alphatron 6000. Familiar. Uh, has produced a house song in the hope to promote the often overlooked pressures of fantasy football, Britain's 374th biggest killer. Apparently. <laughs> so here's a little taster. <laughs> Pressure by Alphatron 6000. Um, you can hear the whole song on SoundCloud. Uh, a whole lot of people, Nate, have ridiculously speculated that Alphatron 6000 is me, but I can confirm that it's not me because, let's face it, I wish I was that talented. You simply don't have the talent to produce house music. No, I, mean, I don't. So You're right. Alphatron 6000, however, is world-class DJ. Original. None of the songs sound the same. No, exactly. It's just, you know. So the point is... You can check out the whole song on SoundCloud. I'll post the link in the blurb. Uh, by all means, make it your draft soundtrack or just the soundtrack to your life because there's so many layers. And together, we can make the world aware of the pressures of fantasy football. Yeah. 
All right, enough of that shit. Right, do you want a quick quiz before we move on to Tuka Journalist? Yeah, I don't really need to pull this back. I've had a terrible couple of rounds on this. Okay, here's your quick quiz, Nathan. Andrew Robertson is just the third defender to assist at least 10 goals in a single Premier League season. Who were the other two? Okay. Anyway, that's it then. So we'll come back to that at the end of the show. Uh, right now, we're going to move on and speak to the secret journalist, Nathan. Cool. Get him on. Yes, here we are. Secret journalist. The secret journalist. Shh. It's a bloody secret. Hello there, Phil. How are you, mate? All right, Alfie. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thanks. Uh, what have you been up to? Anything fun recently? Uh, no, I've just been putting myself through the emotional ringer, watching Avengers Endgame and uh, Game of Thrones. What, in one day? Yeah, all one day. Yeah. I went to watch, um, I went to watch Endgame yesterday morning about 11 o'clock and then came back and immediately put on Game of Thrones and watched that. Christ, what an emotional day for you, Phil. Yeah, oh, oh mate, I was a mess. Absolute mess. I just, I'm, I'm, I think I was, I was so dehydrated from either sweating Ugh. or crying liquid out of my body. Ugh. Uh, okay, right, so speaking of emotional endgames. Yes. Yeah. We have an endgame of our yeah. own, the Premier League yeah. endgame. So let's get straight onto the fixtures. That's the first one I want to talk about, Man City versus Leicester. Yeah. Uh, Leicester won the reverse fixture 2-1. So quite a sticky fixture for Man City. Yeah, I, I think both both them and Liverpool have got have got like kind of interesting games this weekend. I mean, on still on paper, they should both win them, but we as you sort of indicated, you're getting towards the very final business end of the season now and there's a lot of pressure on these two games and, and yeah, I, I think I think City should win that, if I'm honest. But it's not beyond it's not beyond uh, Brendan's capabilities of throwing a little throwing a little spanner into the works. Mm, interesting. So oh in terms of team sheets, Phil, have City got a settled side now? Are they gonna stick with have they got Shinchenko as their first choice left back? Yeah, I mean I, I don't think they've got a lot of wiggle room really because they've they've suffered a couple of injuries. I mean this is you're talking about Man City, so Injuries to them uh, are not as impactful, maybe, with the calibre of players that they've lost as they might be with some other teams in the league. But they've not got a massive amount of wiggle room in certain parts of the pitch. I mean, Zinchenko's played quite a lot recently and done and done perfectly well. So you would you would imagine he'd probably keep his place. Um, it's in midfield where they don't really have that wiggle room because Fernandinho's injured and De Bruyne looks like his season's done. So it's very much kind of Gundogan's in there. Bernardo Silva, I think, has been playing slightly deeper or slightly more central. And they've brought, and they brought Sane in, didn't they, for, mm. uh, for, for Fernandinho. Um, so you would think that it would be a similar-ish sort of side. Unless, for, by some... I mean, I'd be really surprised if it happens. But unless um, uh, Pep thinks, oh, do you know what I'll do? I'll chuck Mares in against his old side just to see, uh, just see if he can kind of... Go out there and ruffle a few feathers, but I'd be really, I'd be really surprised if that happened. I think you're looking at a fairly, a fairly settled city side from what they've played last couple of weeks. Mm. In terms of uh, centre half, uh, are they going to stick with company? Is that how it works? Is John Stones well, gone? I, I, I think. I mean, look, you know what qualities company has. Least uh, most of all, the fact that he, he's got the experience and he's played in an awful lot of big games and he's a very sort of reliable figure to play, particularly in these sort of high pressure these high-pressure games, which I can imagine is what, what Pep's thinking. Uh, he's got options there. 
Um, I mean, I don't know why he'd want to necessarily change it now. They kept a clean sheet at Burnley, and you know they were put under under pressure with a bit of with a bit of height. The only thing that might come into his thinking, to some extent, is that Vardy is not short of a short of pace, and so whether company is the right man to tackle that, I, I mean, I, I'd have, you'd have your doubts on a purely physical way. He's got the experience to handle it, but he might consider mixing it. I mean, Laporte looks like the the, the standard pick. He looks like the one that that plays on a regular basis, whether he thinks Stones has got a little bit more pace to him. So it might be better there to, to handle Vardy. I don't know. Okay. So with the players in mind, um, key players that not the obvious players, obviously like Aguero and Sterling, what sort of players could we be looking at maybe to tip the balance in, in our favor, you know, as fantasy managers. But I, I think if you're looking for players that are potentially of slightly less, uh, maybe slightly more affordable in certain parts of the game, or maybe potentially available. If you're talking about a draft fantasy one, then Gundogan might be someone to look at. Uh, he's obviously benefiting from injuries elsewhere, but he's capable of getting in amongst goals and assists, and he's probably more affordable than those others. Mm, and, and Leicester, and we've talked about Leicester a lot on this pod, so we know what they're about. Uh, can they make a difference this game week? They've, they've got point-scoring players, and they have players capable of scoring against City. I just, I just don't think that they'll. I don't think they'll provide a massive amount of value this week. Score prediction. Go on. I'll go for 3-1 City. Ooh. Man City, that is. Manchester City. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the cities is going to win. One of the cities is going to win, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So moving on to the next end gamer, Liverpool are away to Newcastle. Uh, They won this fixture 4-0 on the reverse, but something tells me this is going to be a little bit tighter. Yeah, well, it's interesting again. There's a lot of like interesting storylines flying around for these two fixtures because obviously Leicester, managed by a former Liverpool player a manager who was, you know, the last manager to to take them close in a title race, and then obviously Liverpool this weekend going to a club managed by someone who has also taken them close in a title race before. And I mean, I, I know there's obviously a lot of a lot of love from Liverpool fans to Benitez. I, I mean, I, I, you know, he's not going to he's not going to stand there and do him any favours this weekend. And it's a, it is a tricky fixture that you know he's he's more than capable is Rafa of setting up a side that are going to frustrate Liverpool. And um, and yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to have it easy up there. I mean, you could potentially see a nil nil, right? Yeah, I don't, it's not it's genuinely not beyond the realms of possibility. Like I would, this is this is a harder fixture for Liverpool than Leicester is for Manchester City in my eyes. Mm. Uh, not least of obviously because they're away from home, but I don't think you're going to be looking at like it was against Huddersfield, where they'll score inside seconds and and absolutely blow them away. It won't be that kind of game. No, and City actually famously went to Newcastle this season. And lost, but if Naby Keita can score within the first minute again, that'd be great. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the like. If you want to move on to like uh, players that that might potentially do something for Liverpool, then he's one of the ones again who who might be you know of slightly cheaper to pick up in 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 a fantasy football in a Premier League fantasy football game, and also potentially might still be available in one of the draft games. Kato is is a good, is a player worth having a look at. Absolutely. Uh, in terms of their defence, Phil, uh, it was looking pretty settled. Matip and Van Dijk, but then last week, obviously, Klopp did a Klopp and threw uh, the world's best defender Lovren into the mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that a trend we're going to see continuing? Or well the, well, the one thing you've got to think about as well with, as with regards Liverpool, and, and granted, we're at the point of the season now where the margins are too tight; they can't afford really to make too many alterations sideways. 
But one interesting aspect, obviously, is that Champions League game that they've got um, between or sort of the two Champions League games they've got either side of this fixture against Barcelona, which is is must you know it plays it's got to play into your thinking a little bit. It's got to play into Klopp's thinking a little bit. So whether you'll see one of the centre backs play with Van Dijk this week and then in the Champions League games one of the others will play which would suggest I mean they, the, the bonus they've got as well is that Gomez is back fit and now he's he's rusty so he's not played for a little while but he's an option and, he, and he's if they wanted to say keep Lovren who I mean arguably I mean I know that we mock Lovren for aggrandizing himself and saying how good a footballer he is but he, he is probably Van Dijk's most reliable centre-back sort of partner uh, taking Gomez out of it, who's obviously a bit rusty and not having played for a while. So you would think Lovren probably would play against Barcelona. Yeah. So whoever plays in the Champions League won't play in the Premier League. Is that how it's going to work? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I, who am I to, to second guess it? You might just think, sod it, let's just play our best team and just keep going for it. We'll get through on adrenaline alone. But it's in it's in the kind of central defence alongside Van Dijk and it's in midfield where he tends to rotate his players a little bit. There's going to be alterations. You would think that, like Milner, is probably. I, I won't be surprised if Milner plays against Newcastle. Yeah, former club, of course. Uh, right, score prediction then, Phil. Come on, tell us what's your score. One um, nil Liverpool. Oh, I thought. You, I thought for a second you're going to say Newcastle. No, <laughs> no, no. I, I, I think you, you're looking at a situation where both Liverpool and Manchester City are going to win the rest of their games now, and Liverpool are going to lose out on the title despite only losing one game all season, which is brutal. But you know, you can still take some credibility away from that. But it's 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 a brutal way not to win a title. Yeah, such a shame. Of course, uh, let's look at another fixture: uh, West Ham versus Southampton. It was, of course, uh, 2-1 on the reverse fixture. Yeah. Uh, West Ham, good result at Spurs. They mm. kept a clean sheet. So that means, yeah. Phil, this week, West Ham are going to win 4-0, and that's it, right? <laughs> it, it, this this game, like, it's an interesting <laughs> one. I think we spoke, didn't we, about... Um, like, was it last time? About there being fixtures at the end of a season that it all, like, occasionally the end of the season games chuck in a bit of a mad one where lots of teams, like two teams go absolutely hell for leather at each other. I wonder whether just because the circumstances, this might be one of those games. Southampton have secured their safety. So they're kind of on a high and they can kind of think to themselves, let's, you know, we've, we've got two games here now where we can go and play with a little bit more freedom and be slightly less encumbered by the stress of potentially getting relegated. West Ham are coming off the back of a good result, but I'm more than capable of chucking in a, a crap performance to follow a good one. I just wonder whether this might end up being like 4-3 or 3 all or something something big. Mm. Uh, West Ham players, mm. I've put on a personal note, I've picked up Mikel Antonio because he's the most formed player in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> well, two weeks running he's played, so... Uh, uh, yeah, well... <laughs> The, the the thing you've always got with with Anthony, he doesn't he, like you, you're taking a risk because he doesn't always play, but when he does play, he does something. He's got a chance of of really giving you a good return. I think I think that's probably a good pickup by you. Yeah, well, I think the, my logic was that uh, Arnautovic is injured. They've got other injuries and Perez. So, well, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. The the thing about like the, they've both got like West Ham and Southampton. We've got both got players in their side that you can see 
like you could potentially get value for with them not being too costly for you. So players like Antonio, I mean, Robert Snodgrass is always a good pickup for West Ham as well because he, he's set pieces. He's always going to be in the game and he's always going to potentially provide you with something. Um, Southampton have got like a horse. I'm like Shane Long will, will, will be rising in value now, but he's, he's in a bit of a streak, having had the, probably the longest slump of any striker going in the Premier League. Uh, they've got Nathan Redmond who's always involved. Hoiberg is a, is a decent is a decent footballer and could, could potentially add something. And then you've got players like Ward Prowse as well, who always creates chances when he's on the field. He scores goals as well now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, go on a prediction in. I, go on. Oh, fuck it. 4-3 West Ham. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to go for. All just right, then. Let's just, let's just throw it later. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pussy about with this one. Yeah, four three West Ham. That's it. Nice. All right. Well, I'll go for six two then. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> hey you, what you gonna do? Hey you, what you gonna listen to? Hey you, know you got to draft fantasy podcast of a shot. Uh, so your let's do your clean sheet prediction forecast and Phil. Who have you got? Yeah. Um. I've got Everton, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Liverpool, Man United, and Arsenal. Man United, of course, playing Huddersfield away. They've got to, right? If they've got any ambitions of being a decent side. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, Man United have been in a, a, a bit of a bad place of late, but surely, surely they've got to, they've got to go there and win. All right then, Phil. Thanks very much for joining us. That's right. And uh, we'll speak to you next week for a bonus brief. In the meantime, have a lovely game week, won't you, mate? And don't forget to beat down. Yeah. Cheers, Alf. journalist there we go that was a secret journalist welcome back to part three oh, no welcome to part three i should say we've not been here before uh part three uh do you want to stat nathan yeah that's the format that's the format <laughs> that's what we're working with stat attack all of 26 Mikel antonio's premier league goals have been scored from inside the premier league <laughs> inside <laughs> the premier league <laughs> of course <laughs> inside the penalty area yes yeah that's the nonsense stat, isn't it? Yeah. Like, doesn't surprise me players like that. When people get banging about Hernandez, yeah, that's what they that's do. That's where skulls are scored from. Yeah. So speaking of nonsense stats and how stats can be massively misleading, <laughs> I saw this tweet the other day, right? Sent in by uh, the Arsenal Chris. Mm. Uh, he wrote, unpopular opinion, but Mustafi is having a better season than Van Dyke." <laughs> 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 That's what I mean about stats being absolute nonsense, right? So these are the stats he's put forward. So Mustafi, appearances 28 to 35. Tackles, Mustafi, 55. VVD, 34. Mm. Tackle success, Mustafi, 73%. VVD, 71%. Interceptions, Mustafi, 54. VVD, 39. Uh, headed goals, two each. Uh, Mustafi finishes this off with, Mustafi costs 40 million less and is a better player. Um, I can counter all of those stats with uh, 
Paolo Maldini once said, if you have to make a tackle, you've already made a mistake as a defender. That's beautiful. So poetic. Mm. And it's also, anyone that watches football knows that Mustafi is actually dog shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just use your damn eyes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the problem. Most people don't watch football these days. They just look at stats and think that's... Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to start that rant right now. Mm. That's good, yeah. Should we look at the upcoming game week fixtures this week, Nath? Yeah. Game week 37. Oh, only two game weeks left. Okay. Friday, the 3rd of May. That's Friday night football. We've got Everton against Burnley. Saturday, 4th of May. Bournemouth against Tottenham. West Ham against Southampton. Wolves against Fulham. Cardiff against Crystal Palace. Newcastle against Liverpool. Sunday, the 5th of May. Chelsea against Watford. Huddersfield Town against Man United. And Arsenal against Brighton. And then on Monday, hmm, it's the big one. Man City versus Leicester City. Any fixtures you want to pick out, have a look at? Yeah, I picked out a few, not really the most consequential matches in there, but from a draft fantasy one, ones that you could look at. Because I think we're now heading into the season going a bit mad territory. It's either going to fizzle out or go batshit crazy. Yeah. Um, so I picked out a couple of the games that have a little less riding on them now. Um, the first one I was going to talk about was the Bournemouth Spurs game, which is a Saturday lunch. Ooh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we're... we're discussing this just after Tottenham's defeat to Ajax last night, um, where they lost yet another player to injury, Jan Vertonghen, mm-hmm. what looked like a pretty bad concussion. He'll be he'll be he'll miss the weekend then when he Yeah, Premier League rules rightfully say that you have to uh, miss six days after a uh, confirmed concussion. So he's out. Mm-hmm. So you think Bournemouth will take advantage of the uh, Spurs uh, injury equation. Uh, bear in mind that the reverse fixture was uh, 5-0 to Spurs. Yeah. Um, different circumstances, Hugely different circumstances when Spurs were looking like they would push for the in the title race and now completely fallen away in there as well. I think um, I can see there being goals in this one. Cardiff, Crystal Palace, Nath. This is an interesting one, isn't it? Cardiff, because like I said to everyone last time, I drew Morrison into my team, the defender Morrison. Mm. Not Mark Morrison, not the yeah. Mac. Um, just because Cardiff had something to fight for, but do they have anything to fight for anymore? Is this one step too far for Cardiff? Um, Cardiff really missed the trick in their last round of games, not really going for it because Brighton seemed like they were there for the taking and Cardiff really didn't wake up until the last 10 minutes when they had quite a few shots and not hugely clean-cut chances, but they should have gone for it. They've got no option now but to go for it against. They need to win both their games. Brighton have got tough games coming up. They've got Man City and mm. they've got Arsenal. Well, I say tough games. They've got Arsenal as well, haven't they? <laughs> um, Depends which Arsenal. Games that you can't... You could you could see Brighton losing both of those. Whereas now, um, Cardiff are way behind on goal difference. So they need to win both games. So they've got no option but to go for a win against Palace. Palace, we mentioned earlier, excellent away Excellent on the road, yeah. As well. Terrible home record. Only Huddersfield have got fewer home points this season. Than Cardiff. Than, than Palace. Oh, than Palace. All right, but yeah. away from home, Palace obviously are flying. The Eagles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can see. And also, Cardiff happened to go for the win. is going to play into Palace's hands. They're good away from home because they've got a lot of kind of vertical mobility on the pitch. Zaha, uh, Townsend when he plays. Mm. Um, Schlupp when he's in the team. I think he's injured at the moment, but they get forward quickly. Benteke kind of come into a bit of form. So I could, I could see Palace taking advantage of that also as well. I think Palace will go for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go all out Palace. I say that every week. 
to be honest. <laughs> right, okay. Well, we might as well uh, have our clean sheet forecast now. Clean sheet prediction forecast. Clean sheet prediction by the secret journalist. He's gone for Everton, Wolves, Palace, Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal. Nathan here has gone just for Liverpool, Man United and Arsenal. Just three. <laughs> Whereas I've gone for Everton, West Ham. I know, crazy. Liverpool, Man United and Arsenal. Clean sheet prediction forecast. Mm, some interesting clean sheet forecast there, Nate. Uh, we've all gone for Arsenal. We've all gone for Man United against Huddersfield. We've all gone for Liverpool. But that's where you stopped. You've only gone for three. Yeah, I, I'm going with the end of season madness starting a week early. Mm. Summertime madness. do the answer to the question I asked you earlier, Nath, before we go. Here was the question. Andrew Robertson is just the third defender to assist at least 10 goals in a single Premier League season. Who are the other two? I feel it's almost certainly going to be full-backs and for some reason left-backs kind of... Left-footed player is always the best. Yeah, exactly. Um, can I have the era, at least? Okay, so one of them was 2010, 2010 11 season okay and the other one is 94 95 alright um, do you know what they both played for the same club both the same club okay that probably helps um, is both English both English okay that um, Leighton Baines <laughs> yep yep that's one he got 11 he got 11 assists in one season did he and th now I've got to think of Everton left backs from when 94, 95. I tell you what, he, he now does um, he now does punditry or co-commentary on Sky. Oh, I was going to say Unsworth. In EPL. But he just does eating pies. Um, Not EPL, the Football League. EFL. Oh, and he's pretty good. Left footed. He played uh, for England. I know who this is. I, I would never have got it without the clues, but no. is it Andy Hinchcliffe? Andy Hinchcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I actually think he's good. Whenever I listen to him, he's quite sensible. Like He's, he's good. As most like middling players are as pundits like yeah, kind because of, they have to be intelligent enough to, in order to improve your yeah. game I mean Robbie Savage throws that all out of the window that's, but yeah, let's not talk about that yeah. guy the dog with a voice but no I like Hinchcliffe Hinchcliffe yeah he got 11 yeah. assists in 94 95 yeah that terrific cool. chin as well terrific chin <laughs> wonderful chin yeah <laughs> there we go any parting wisdom before we go Nath no I, now that the league's gone for me, I'm so um, in mourning, really. Okay, so Kevin Keegan question. Okay. <laughs> Might as well, whilst we're here. Are West Ham going to beat Southampton? Yeah, no. Oh, that's big. <laughs> Ooh, where'd that come from? Ooh. No, I agree with the secret journalist. That's going to be a big scoring game. So I would look at attacking players for that one. Mm, attack, attack, attack. That's about it from us. Uh, we'll be finishing off the season with bonus briefs, but when that's done, we'll have a season review podcast with a look at how players performed uh, with a slight nod towards next season. Yeah, but next season, there will be some big changes here at Pod Towers. We can't reveal all yet, but keep your eye on Twitter for updates in the meantime. Uh, thank you, Nathan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, good luck for the last couple of weeks 
to you. I know you've Thank got nothing you. else going on in your life. So. <laughs> yeah, this is it for me. And by the way, if I do win the league, I will get a tattoo. My first ever <laughs> tattoo will be a draft fantasy tattoo. I mean, that's it for me. That's the only meaningful thing I've ever thought about getting tattooed about. <laughs> that's it. So thanks very much for joining us. Uh, at Draft Fantasy Pod on Twitter. Take care of yourselves and each other. Enjoy Gaming 37. Speak to you soon. Say goodbye, Nathan. Goodbye, Nathan. <laughs> Always so old. old. It's so old. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Bye. The Draft Fantasy Podcast. And it's live.